Many pathologists are not only members of the CAP, but also other specialty medical associations, as well as the American Medical Association, or the AMA. In this CAPCAST, Dr. Jason Scappa, the UCLA Department of Pathology and Laboratory Medicine Chief Resident and Secretary of the CAP Residence Forum Executive Committee, will interview two CAP members, Dr. Nicole Riddle and Dr. Sangwu, about why and how they are active in pathology and organized medical associations. Dr. Riddle, a pathologist at Tampa General Hospital in Florida, is currently on the CAP House of Delegates Steering Committee and the current delegate to the HOD for USCAP and member at large of the Young Pathologist Section Governing Council at the AMA. Dr. Wu is a pathologist with Texas Health Presbyterian Hospitals in Denton and Dallas and is active with the CAP, serving as the chair for the Practice Management Committee, member at large for the House of Delegates Steering Committee, and member of the PathPAC Board. Thank you very much uh, for that kind introduction, and we have two outstanding panelists with us today. Uh, as was mentioned, we have Dr. Riddle and Dr. Wu. So let's get started. My first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in these organizations and how you got involved with them. Dr. Riddle, we can start with you first. Some of the stuff that I do in these organizations, as alluded to at the beginning, is I'm on the CAP's New in Practice Committee, where I'm currently serving as Vice Chair, and I'm on the House Delegate Steering Committee, where I serve as Sergeant-at-Arms. For the Digital Pathology Association, I'm also Chair of their Membership Committee, and for the USCAP, in addition to serving as Delegate to the AMA, I'm on their Social Media Subcommittee. Uh, and then also for the AMA, I am on the Governing Council. I'm a member at large for the Young Physicians Section's Governing Council. And I also try to remain active in the Florida Society of Pathology, as well as have active positions in my state and my county medical associations. I wear a lot of different hats for a lot of different organizations, and that's where I go. And then Dr. Wu, tell us a little bit about yourself and what organizations you're a part of as well. Thank you, Dr. Scappa. I appreciate the opportunity to share some of my uh, participation in our pathology organizations uh, today. I've been an active member for the CAP and also with uh, the Texas Society of Pathologists for several years now. The college, I am currently chair for the Practice Management Committee. I'm also a member of the Council on Membership and Professional Development. also serve on the steering committee for the House, and uh, this year I'm on the PathPAC board. With the Texas Society of Pathologists, I've uh, served previously as the chair for the Young Pathologist section and uh, involved with a few committees uh, within uh, the state of Texas. It seems both of you are very involved in our specialty. For our next question, when did you first become involved in these organizations, in particular both organized medicine in general as well as pathology? Dr. Wu, we can start with you. I've had the opportunity to be a part of uh, several pathology organizations ever since residency. Fortunately, as a resident, all of the membership on these large organizations are uh, free of charge. My involvement with the CAP started when I was a fourth-year resident. I was participating as a junior member for the Quality Practices Committee. I entered private practice uh, following my uh, fellowship year. My first few years were dedicated strictly to acclimating to a new job and also uh, starting a family. It wasn't until a few years later in the practice where I started reapplying for committee membership, mostly at the CAP in, in particular. And Dr. Riddle, how did you first get involved in organized medicine and pathology? 
For me, it started my first month of medical school. My medical school had elections for who would be the alternate delegate to the AMA MSS, which is the medical student section. I ran for that position and I won, which started my 16 plus year involvement now with the AMA. And then when I got into a pathology residency, it only made sense to me to also take part in my specialties organization. So that's when I became involved in CAP, and I attended actually my first meeting September of my first year. My second year, I applied for the Leadership Development Award that the foundation offers, and I used that to run for RFEC or the Residence Forum Executive Committee, and I actually lost. And I mentioned that specifically because I ran the next year for the same position, and that time I won, and you know, the the rest is history. I've been involved in CAP since then, and I'm now very good friends with the person that I lost to initially. And so uh, it was a great experience and also a great example of try and try again. First, you don't succeed. It's a really good point. So our next question is, what opportunities are available for trainees to get more involved in these organizations outside of their residency and fellowship? Dr. Riddle, we can start with you and share your thoughts on this matter. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. So like Dr. Wu had said, pretty much every medical organization has a trainee membership category that is usually free or a a minimal amount. Uh, I personally feel that being a member is kind of the bare minimum that everyone should do in order to receive email updates and to know what is going on outside of their institution. However, most of these groups also allow residents and fellows to serve on their committees, such as the CAP, which has over 60 committees and has junior members on most of them. And it's on those committees where you really learn more about the practice of pathology, um, what goes on and, you know, outside of your specific caseload, what goes on outside the lab, and those thereby making you a better physician as well as making you feel like you are a helpful and contributing part of something larger. I agree. Serving on the RFEC, the Residence Forum Executive Committee, has allowed me to get more involved with the CAP and these organizations as well. So I agree with your sentiments there. Uh, Dr. Wu, what do you feel with regards to trainees and getting involved during their residency or fellowship? All pathology organizations have particular interest in resident trainees because these are their future members and their future leaders. So the uh, category of junior membership is one which is very open and there's active recruitment there. So as a trainee during residency, you should look at all opportunities and be able to sign up with as many organizations as you're able to, at the very least, kind of get your foot in the door and be able to see particular information and really open up some opportunities for yourself down the road. Like what Dr. Riddle had mentioned, the CAP has numerous councils and committees and almost all of them have a junior member participating in each of these committees and councils. There's an application process that's involved with getting onto these committees, but once you're accepted, I believe every junior member will tell you what an excellent opportunity, what an eye-opening experience it really is, and how rewarding it is to be able to be a part of the committee and see what goes on and how much progress takes place. The uh, Residence Forum, as has been mentioned already by Dr. Riddle, is also an excellent venue to be able to get your foot in the door and be involved and be active as a trainee. All of the programs in all states are represented, and the Residence Forum has now become very vibrant. Often the meetings take place at the same venue with the House of Delegates, so it's also a fantastic networking opportunity for residents and trainees. Dr. Riddle, you mentioned your extensive involvement in the American Medical Association. Do you mind sharing your opinions on getting involved in that organization and why 
junior members, new in practice pathologists, and even established career pathologists should be involved in the American Medical Association. Absolutely, and thank you for asking that. The AMA, as most people know, is the organization of medicine. Whether you are a fan of them or not, um, the fact of the matter is that they are the one organization that encompasses all physicians regardless of specialty, and they are also the one that is in D.C. talking with CMS and other pertinent parties related to bills that are going to pass, laws that are going to be placed, restrictions, policies, etc. So it behooves all pathologists, no matter whether they're seasoned or not quite so indoctrinated or seasoned. I usually like to say less rocky road, more vanilla. So I usually like to tell all pathologists that I talk to that being involved is really something that is important for them. It works in their favor. Even if at a bare minimum all they do is give their membership dues, that actually makes a difference. They pay attention to what percentage of practicing pathologists have membership, and so it gives us more weight if we have a higher number. And then not only that, but directly we get more votes. So the more people that we actually have as members, the more votes we get. And since the arguments, if you will, that the AMA makes on the Hill are directly related to the voting that we do. It is a democratic process. The more votes, the better. So essentially, being involved and going and taking part is excellent in order to make sure that you get paid fairly and regulations are not overburdensome. But even if you're not the sort of person that wants to go there and fight the good fight, just Essentially, giving your membership dollars allows other people that enjoy that sort of thing to do it on your behalf. I'd like to share my personal experience with the AMA, and I completely agree with Dr. Riddle. Out of full disclosure, I have not been a member of the AMA for quite a while now, until very recently, until last year when I really recognized the importance of us being a part of the AMA. In years past, uh, I shared a sentiment with many pathologists out there who feel that the AMA may not be representing best interests of pathologists. So out of that sentiment, we just decided, myself and many of my colleagues, well, why should we be a part of them? But now we've come to recognize that it really is important to be a part and have a speaking voice. So membership is actually more important. If you want to make a change and you want to have an impact and have any chance of being able to have our voice heard within the House of Medicine, the AMA is still the overarching organization. So we really need to have a strong voice inside of the AMA. And that's when I started joining, and, and now I'm in part of recruiting more and more of our fellow pathologists to be a part of them. It can't be overemphasized how important it is to work within the AMA, and if you want to make changes and to have any chance at all, we have to be members of it, and we have to have a strong membership. Exactly, um, if I may add. So the AMA truly is the politics of medicine, and like most areas of politics, you know, that old adage does hold true. If you're not at the table, you're on it. So. Well, thank you for sharing your opinions on the American Medical Association. My final question is, how has being a part of these organizations benefited both of you, both professionally and in uh, your personal life? Dr. Riddle, if you'd like to start. So I have so many stories that I could tell here, but I'll simplify it down to say that I've got numerous fellowship offers and job offers directly through my connections with the CAP and the AMA. 
and of course, for many people in training, that is the ultimate goal of networking. And there's also been other positions that have been offered to me, invitations to speak, chapter proposals, et cetera, that have all come from my involvement. And then personally, I've met some amazing people who make me strive to be a better person and a better physician and who will also be my lifelong friends. Good friends, good meals, and the occasional karaoke, of course, also help with the the work-life balance that we have all struggle with. But ultimately, I feel like my involvement has made me a better physician and a happier person. And Dr. Wu, how has these organizations benefited you personally and professionally? You know, we all love our day-to-day work. We come in, we sign out cases, many of which are very interesting. It takes a lot of work. Many of us are part of a laboratory which we you know, continue to strive for quality results, for accuracy. From that, we're able to develop trust amongst professional colleagues and really serve the patients in our community well. But there comes a time in everybody's career when you think about the possibility of being a part of something bigger. And that's where I started to look for opportunities in participating in national and larger organizations that represent us, such as the CAP. Throughout my involvement with the college, I've helped in the development of several outstanding tools and products which are of great benefit to fellow pathologists. As part of the practice management committee, we have Billings Assessment Toolkit that's well used, really helped a lot of practices. We have a practice assessment toolkit. We're now part of an upcoming annual report toolkit, which is upcoming. We believe it'll be an outstanding way of being able to show value as each individual pathologist or each individual group to your hospital administrators. And another really great opportunity is is being a part of weekends such as the uh, policy meeting that we have upcoming in Washington, D.C., I've been a part of it in years, and I will be a part of it again this year. And that's really a tremendous experience to be able to go into Congress, to go to see your state representatives, your national representatives, and be able to really lobby for our profession, be a good representation for us. It's really an eye-opening experience. I've also had the opportunity to be able to be active in the accreditation process for laboratories throughout the U.S., but many of you know the CAP also has a very extensive international accreditation program. So through our international ventures, I've participated in visiting laboratories in China and in India, Taiwan, and several other countries in Asia. And it gives us an opportunity to be able to share our insights with other laboratories worldwide. And all of these have, have been tremendously rewarding. These are great experiences and ones which I really value. And it's brought me a lot of very rewarding professionally and also really having a sense that you have a positive impact on other laboratories, on other that are in the profession. And so the collegiality and exchange of information and really being able to share in this experience has been very rewarding. Well, thank you to both of you. In my short time as being a RFEC member of the CAP, I can attest to many of the benefits that both of you have alluded to, including great colleagues and a chance to get more involved in our specialty. So I urge my fellow trainees and young pathologists in new in practice to consider joining a lot of these committees and organizations that both of you have mentioned. I'd like to thank both Dr. Riddle and Dr. Wu for joining me today in discussion on how to get more involved in these pathology organizations. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast. And be sure to listen to our other CAPcasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel at soundcloud.com forward slash pathologist. And we're also now on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes by searching for the word CAPcast in your iTunes store. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss any new CAPcast.